0: This is a News Laundry Podcast. Welcome to NL Hafta.
1: Omar Khalid and his friends have surrendered. Uh, lawyers who attacked journalists and students and Kanahiya at the Patiala House Court were arrested and released on bail. Yes, GNU is still in the news. Smriti Irani's powerful or melodramatic speech in parliament depending on what side of the fence you're on. The attack on Sony Sori. Uh, and there's lots more to discuss on the Hafta today. I'm Abhinandan Sekri, this is episode 56. Angreze apna Lagan or news laundry apna hafta, kabhi Remember when corporations pay, corporations are served. When people pay, people are served. When public pays, public interest is served. I would like to thank, on behalf of all of us at News Laundry, all our listeners and viewers and readers for your support. As you may have read, we have just closed a round of funding. They are extremely respectable names. Uh, entrepreneurs and organizations who have believed in us to support us and fund us. That means we have to grow, which means we need your support even more. We have to prove there is an alternative sustainable model for news. That is what we are to do. Either we will make it happen or we will die trying. But we cannot make it happen without you. I'm also thrilled to welcome today with us on the Hafta, Mr. Mukul Kesuwan. Thank you. Hi, uh, Mr. Kesuwan. Uh, And there's Biraj, our new consulting editor, uh, our second consulting editor. Uh, Hi, uh, Biraj.
2: Hi, Abhi. Great to meet uh, meet this show from Patna. I'm in Patna now.
1: Okay, you're in Patna. You're researching something there?
2: Yes, I'm actually examining the political economy around malnutrition and what's happening at the state level, uh, especially post the elections, the Bihar elections. I see. Very exciting stuff. Actually, very inspiring stuff also. A lot of potential.
1: Uh, Madhu Trehan will be joining us shortly, as will Anand. Uh, They are both caught in traffic. Anand, because he, as some of you know, is a researcher or a professor, I'm not sure exact designation, at JNU. So getting in and out of JNU these days is a bit of a (laughs) difficult thing to do. So he should be here any minute. Uh, for those of you who are not aware of who Mr. Mukul Keswan is, but I'm sure there are very few of those people, I'll just tell you he is a renowned historian and novelist. He is a political and social commentator. In fact, many of you may have read his piece in the Telegraph, for which you are a regular columnist. That's from. right. Yes. Uh, Mr. Keswan teaches social history at uh, the Jamia Millia Islamia College uh, University. Is that University or College? University. University. And his first novel, Looking Through Glass, is written. Uh, on indian partition and independence so pick it up looking through glass so before anything else i have a question for you, mr Keswan, because uh, someone who i follow on twitter had asked a long time ago what do historians do his name is chetan bhagat <laughs> could you just tell us what do historians do cuz like one day this happened that happened now that's it like, i heard so about done
3: it. for the day i i heard about that and i think it was i think it was comically meant and i believe it uh, it provoked a kind of milestone of indignation, which seems rather silly. But uh, I think what historians try and do is make sense of how we got here.
1: Okay. Uh, Do you think uh, it's fair? I mean, of course, there's no such thing as perfect objectivity or unbiased opinions. We are human, everyone has biases, and, and we are shaped by our environment. How flawed do you think History in India has been with this whole allegation of the Nehruvian history being, you know, pushed down everyone's throats. Do you think there is any merit to that argument?
3: This is, uh, you know, this is an old argument, which is not to say that it's not an argument that we should take seriously. We should take it seriously. I think what happens in uh, in the life of a country's history writing is. Uh, there are, there are periods and epochs. So there was a time when uh, there were very substantial historians, people like, uh, for example, R.C. Mojumdar, uh, Jadunath Sarkar, very fine historians who had a particular point of view. Great empirical historians, though, and regardless of whether you agreed with, uh, with their stated positions or not, uh, the way in which they created narratives out of the archive was something that you respected. Uh, they were the people, even if you disagreed with them, they were the people you built upon. And I think what happened in uh, the 60s and the 70s is that you have generations of historians who are deeply influenced by styles of history writing in the West. You know, one of, one of the penalties of being a colonial or a post-colonial country is that you tend to look over your shoulder at stuff that's happening elsewhere. There's this kind of lag. Mm. So there were a great many very fine left-leaning historians in the West uh, who were inspirational. And a couple of generations of uh, of historians in India were inspired by them. They created narratives that leaned in that direction. But I have to say, they were professional historians. There was a dialogue between uh, the archive and, uh, and and models of explanation. Uh, they Abided by the protocols that historians are meant to abide by. So, again, like the Mojumdars and the Shorkars, you could agree with them, you could disagree with them, but you could peer review them, you could hold their work up to uh, the standards of history writing.
1: I think the history that we were taught in school would have been different had we not had such a long stint of the Nehru Gandhi family at. You know, running the country. Before you answer that, I'd like to welcome Anand who just joined us. Hello. Sorry, hi, I'm late. Anand, Mr. Keswan, Mr. Keswan. Anand, our brightest star of, of news laundry <laughs> and a researcher and a scientist and uh, are you also a professor at JNU? Yeah, not full. Associate. Full, you like half teach them, half the time <laughs> you say, Chalo, Azadi hum kya So
3: just to update
1: myself, you're in the eye of the storm and is
3: is JNU still as feeling as besieged and beleaguered as it was?
0: No, not no. really. Uh, but I mean, I must say that, you know, from the, if I can put it, borrow a famous uh, phrase, from the Ganga Dhaba to the East Gate, an iron curtain has descended. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the scientists on one side, uh-huh. and we have the people from humanities and the sociologists on the other. Where do the economists stand? Ah, uh, As always, fence sitters. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant answer. So do, you, do you have an alternative
3: dhaba? The Ganga dhaba is something I only got to know about as a kind of epic site in this Mahabharata. Yes.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, there, there are about four or five right. or half a dozen, uh, dozen dhabas. There is one Shambhu dhaba. Right. Uh, and do the
3: scientists patronize one particular one?
0: Yeah, I think the Shambhu one. The Shambhu. Because most of the scientists. Uh, I don't know how it's transpired, our Bengalis
1: and (laughs) Shambhu cooks (laughs) fish.
0: Oh, I see. 11
1: a.m. in the morning with the exhaust on. (laughs) Also, uh, uh, Biraj is with us on the phone. Okay. Hi, Biraj.
2: Hi, Anand.
1: So now both our consulting editors are here. Uh, So, sorry, Mr. Kisan. So, like I said, do you think history, the way it's taught in school, would have been different, or college, or even the way it's written uh, in a political context, or universities, would have been different had Pandit Nehru and Indira Gandhi not been running the country for so long. Okay, that's an interesting counterfactual. Look, uh, I could probably argue both sides of this. Okay, Uh,
3: You could say that if Mrs. Gandhi hadn't set up the Indian Council of Historical Research and proceeded to man it in a particular way, uh, the kind of patronage that it handed out may have gone to historians of a different ideological stripe. I'm not sure how far I could push that argument, though, because in the end, Uh, there's a certain inertia built into the way in which disciplines change. So, the reason why you had uh, liberal stroke left-leaning historians through the 60s and 70s was partly because there is a kind of global current in history writing that tends in that direction. So, I'm not sure how much governmental fiat in India would have changed things, but... Uh, you know I'm open to correction
1: on this sure uh, anyone else wants to jump into the conversation this conversation please free and free to jump in but before I let as Arnab says I open out the debate <laughs> no, there's no debate in this conversation I have one last question uh, today telegraph headline anti-national is it a sexist headline in your view
3: you know uh, is it sexism as just I think
1: the Telegraph has come up with some very clever front pages
3: mm. I'm not sure that I'm thrilled by Anti-National. I mean, it's amusing and uh, I don't want to be some somber sober-sides who uh, frowns at this. But it is the headline of a newspaper
0: and Anti-National doesn't seem to cut it for me. Um, Well, um, to be honest, I think we may, yet again, we make a mountain out of a moon hill. Mm -hmm. uh, Some people may not like it. But is it sexist? I don't know. I mean, people call me Ranga Uncle. I've never seemed to mind. <laughs> exactly. News, you know? it's yeah, I'm like, not sure it's sexist. I think. And I mean, the moment we grow up, I and mean, uh, Mukul would say, you know, uh, uh, copy me on this. That you know, this uncle and auntie business <laughs> carries on. The moment we, you know, Viraj, utter our first word. As the word. only so, lady
1: on the panel, is yes, it
2: I, I, definitely both. First on the history writing bit,
1: I other than what Mukul Kesavan said, Sorry, sorry. Before do, you go into that, Viraj, first, just tell me, do you think it's sexist or not? Then you can tell me about the history. The anti-national sexist, I thought it was very
2: clever wordplay, number one. And number two, if our lady in the parliament invokes her motherhood for her to be sort of, you know, given a card, to be excused for her intervention or her department's intervention in multiple letter writing, then I think it's a a very clever wordplay. And actually, Telegraph's done some fantastic um, cover pages in the last... uh, They have. They've done
0: some... I think what Telegraph is doing now which is, uh, has not been done, uh, uh, you know, in Indian newspapers is they've actually transcended this boundary of cartoon and front page headlines. Mm. So essentially what they, you know, these clever one-liners, witty yeah. ones, uh, you know, uh, traditionally have been incorporated in a cartoon.
3: Yeah, I, I uh, was just saying that uh, if you were to compare the Telegraph's front page with the Hindu's front page, uh, they're both papers, I, I write for the Telegraph, I, I read the Hindu, I read the Express. The Hindu in the last couple of years seems to be moving in the opposite direction, which I don't think is such a good thing. Mm. It seems to be committed to tedium on its front page in a way that seems ideological. You know, you can't be committed to be boring on your front page.
2: (laughs) Hindu Hindu has become so boring, Mukul, that now they sanitize topics to the point of not being reader-worthy anymore. And one of the examples I always cite is when the... the the research that happened around electronic voting machines being tamperable and what Dr. Hare Krishna in IIC Bangalore did I thought that was like the story of the decade and Hindu did report and kudos for that but it was so boringly reported that it completely slipped our consciousness
0: It's funny Biraj because uh, my grandfather used to say uh, Hindu is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, my, some things don't change, I suppose.
3: My father, who's probably as old as your grandfather, uh, used to say that we were all told, uh, he grew up in Mysore, we were all told that you should go off to the local district library and read the Hindu for your English. And I, I've always had this uh, prejudice that I suspect many of us have, which is that uh, in some way... Uh, South Indians tend to be uh, at least syntactically more correct with the way in which they use English than North Indians do. Mm-hmm. You know, the famous Veer Sangvi line, I think it was, where he said, uh, The Hindustan Times to is the I best. Hope <laughs> <our children laughs> oh, sorry, you meant <laughs> the other one. <laughs> <laughs> no, where he said, The best.
2: Indian do take offence to that. <laughs> I really hope Abhinandan as mixed race. Does take mixed mixed origin, not
1: mixed race. Does take offence? I'll to decide that. if I take offence once I hear exactly what is the <laughs> point being made. Then I shall make up my uh, mind.
3: I remember, I remember, we saying at one point that the best English newspaper written in Punjabi was the Hindustan Times. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, I have to say that uh, sometimes reading the Hindu, you uh, you realise that. Uh, South Indians have a special South Indian way of being illiterate, which is a circumlocution, you know, saying in 83 words, which you could have said in six. Right. So I think on the whole, it's a good thing that uh, the Telegraph is trying to be more sprightly. Mm. And uh, no, Auntie is not, anti National is not sexist, but uh, it's almost too cute uh, for my money.
1: Okay, just, uh, just for our viewers, uh, I had a little vote around the table uh, today in our edit meeting, and we have some, Young new reporters who've joined us, <clears throat> Urmiza is sitting right there, and they thought it was sexist. Just right. Just no, we I, I mean, uh, of I, course, I, I don't think it's sexist,
0: though. But I mean, I for guess. example, you know, Kejriwal said. Sorry. I,
2: as the lady on the panel, do not think it is sexist. Okay. I, so, I, I and I also feel that sometimes we need to drop pretend feminism.
0: Yeah, I mean, as I said, it's a cartoon headline. You know, it's a ca- headline that used to be traditionally used in the car. It still is. And uh, if you remember, uh, maybe four or five months ago, people took huge uh, objection to Kejriwal calling a policeman Thulla. Mm. I mean, we all call policeman Thulla. Mm. So if somebody else, you know, so we just yeah. two nation of... Uh, someone, someone pointed out that uh, smriti
3: Rani is 39 years old mm. and her calling Rohit Vemula, who was I think 26 when he tragically died, mm. a child uh, seemed to be almost an aspiration to being an auntie. And that therefore, it was legitimate
0: to call her that.
1: So, it's really been dissected, huh? This whole <laughs> time? Uh, Okay, so let's
0: just move on to... I, sorry, if I sorry, can sorry. take a couple of... Because I just joined the discover- wonderful discussion you were having about the history thing. Correct. And I might bring uh, maybe, uh, uh, you know, a wrong, but certainly a different perspective to it. Uh, which is, I feel the moment you label someone as a left-leaning or a right-leaning historian, you kind of negate the, uh, you know, the whole scholarship of history that is i mean uh, the subject per se should not be left leaning or right leaning the interpretation may be mm-hmm. i mean for i mean you know like i think all uh, of course history emanates from uh, a text that you may have read or a factual occurrence now you may interpret it your own way which could be left leaning or right leaning but how how few books do we have of history that uh, you know, do not, that have, well, let's put it this way, minimum interpretation, but maximum telling of the history itself. Very few. You know,
3: mm. it, uh, it seems to me that you, uh, that what history does, or at least mainstream history does, is that it tries to, tries to use sources and produce narratives. Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, the point that Anand makes is a reasonable one. But I would merely say that if you look at the subject matter of history, it does, in fact, tend to change given the ideological proclivities of the historians. So, for example, early feminist historiography tried to recover uh, women's work from the complete historical darkness in which it lived. And the way they did it was by arguing that you, you, political history or the history of the state can't be the only serious subject matter of history. That, in the sense, you have to include domesticity you have to include family life you have to include all the things in which even in patriarchal societies women are important and once that subject matter is established you're absolutely right then people work on it it becomes a legitimate ground for contending discourses and yes it should be judged by its fidelity to the sources and how intelligently
0: they are in a sense constructed yeah no i mean i i i agree with you on that point except i think even history uh, I, I think I had in mind uh, the the modern history. So, for example, last two hundred years or something, where you have a lot of facts to go by, uh, either through you know tomes or books or scholarly articles before or factual occurrences, as opposed to uh, you know the uh, history that has kind of intertwined with mythology. Right. If you go back three thousand years or two thousand years, then you you probably there is a lot more interpretation of it, and we see in a lot of historians where you you know, even delve into the psychoanalysis. I mean, for example, I mean, the famous case of uh, Wendy Doniger. Uh, I see nothing wrong in psychoanalyzing religion or, you know, uh, fables and mythology. But, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I I can, uh, you know, from the top of my head, I can, for example, Saul Friedlander, who's written uh, authoritative text on, uh, you know, Nazi Germany, uh, or, for example, uh, you would know Richard Rhodes' The History of the Atomic Bomb. I mean, these are also fantastic historical texts, books, very scholarly but in a very readable format. And they do not interpret his modern history in the way a lot of our historians
1: I think seem I to have do. a view of so why that is, but before we come to I that… Can uh, I, come yeah, in? I, I was about to get you, Birajan. Uh, and before we do that, Madhu has just joined us. Hi, Madhu. Hi. Have you met Mr. Keswan, Mukul Keswan? That's Madhu Trehan. Uh, Anand, of course, Madhu, you know. Uh, also, uh, before… Uh, uh, Biraj, I just like your view on that entire discussion on history that we were having and its interpretation. Uh, before Madhu, one question. Have you seen the anti-national headline? in yes. Is it sexist?
4: Not to my mind.
1: Okay. Viraj, go.
2: So, Avi, you got that point on anti-national at least. The yes. two women okay, do not find
4: it fine. <laughs> huh.
2: Yeah. On the history bit, I actually do think, I mean what Anand is saying, uh, I, I do disagree with that for the simple reason that the invisibilization of the powerless in the histo- writing of history is also there. Uh, People's Archive of Rural India Sign Arts Project has been doing a lot of documentation and archiving of the unsung heroes and heroines who were at the front, line, front lines of the uh, independent struggle who were never documented. So. Uh, I think it is also about the powers and, and gothic. The BBC is actually doing a series on the art of the gothic and the um, uh, uh, the, uh, brut- the brutalism. I think Ravish also discussed brutalism in, in Hafta, one of the Hafta episodes. And they also talk about the how the Kenyan colonizers have been painted and the mass industrial scale of British Kenyan colonizers have been celebrated as, at mass industrial scale. They have been celebrated as heroes only for a Kenyan uh, uh, subject to start a project on the real acts of these people. And uh, in South Africa, we recently saw the students' movement of um, toppling Shaquille Rhodes' uh, statue. So uh, I think history writing also has a lot of the dominant, since we've been talking about narratives, Uh, The the colonized, the oppressed, the not so powerful narratives and their contribution to be it freedom struggle or civilizational growth has always been under-documented, under-celebrated and underspoken also.
1: Right. Um, Sorry, uh, now let's move on from your hat as a historian to your hat as a columnist and a consumer of news. Uh, Madhu, you've just come in. What do you want to start with? We have, you know, the Rohit, uh, the... The, the Rohit March here in Delhi, JNU is still doing wall to wall, the railway budget today, and of course uh, Smriti Rani's fiery speech or melodramatic speech, depending on which set of fence you're I on. was
4: quite taken by her speech. I think beyond melodramatic, the phrases she used of Sir or Charnu Me I mean, why would anyone offer to do that? Mm. Uh, if if my answer doesn't satisfy you i'll cut off my head and put it on uh, at your feet mm. what kind of extreme phraseology is just it's so melodramatic that it's unbelievable mm. if you put it in a movie it's
1: scientifically impossible
4: as <laughs> well and why would she offer to cut off her own head it's so bizarre i think uh, but you,
1: i mean you you do know that her speech has gone on very well with a lot of people and I dare say with the majority of the people, they think it was a brilliant show. Uh, uh, well, well, can I, I just say one yeah, thing?
4: That I think that what we are seeing in India is that people only want to hear what they want to hear. And they only want to see what they want to see. And anything other than what they want to hear is what they call biased hmm. or uh, wrong. Hmm. So even if facts come out in a certain way, the supporters of Smriti Irani will naturally like her speech. And that is the problem. I think the closing down of minds where people are not listening to what they disagree with, that just listen and look at it in a way that, and look at it with some balance and examine it, that is this right? Is this good? Is it wrong? Is it Does it is it does it sit right with facts?
1: Is it accurate and is it appropriate for parliament? Yeah. I mean, that kind of, I, honestly,
4: if that kind of, ...speech was put in a film, people would think it's supposed to be funny.
3: Right. It seemed like a speech looking for an epic. You know, it seemed... Uh, I, you know, let me say that I'm very hostile to what Smriti Irani stands for... Mm. ...but I've always thought that she's a remarkably gifted speaker... Mm. ...in several languages. The, the two I know, both Hindi and English. Uh, she has great confidence, enormous fluency, and she makes her points very well. That said, I thought... Um, as, uh, as as we've just heard, that it was a melodramatic and theatrical speech. But that is par for the course. She's addressing not a bunch of parliamentarians. She's essentially addressing the people who are watching, uh, who are watching television. I think if you compared two speeches uh, which were ideologically very different, one was uh, Smriti Rani, uh, the other was Shogata Bose. They were very different in tenor. They were both partisan speeches. It's not as if uh, Shoghat Abbas's speech was a model of, uh, non-partisan. How can it be? You're you're in a parliament. You rep- you represent a political formation, but I think it's possible to actually, uh, in the abstract, uh, mentally agree or disagree with uh, with Bose's speech, because it is you know to go back to what we were saying. It's the speech of a historian who, even when he's doing political phrase making, is mindful of uh, history. Of history, uh, I thought. Uh, I thought shriti uh, both uh, you know both her body language and um, and her and her rhetoric was sometimes um, uh, dangerously overheated i 'm particularly concerned about uh, the point when she quotes Cicero, mm-hmm. where she says uh, where she said i 'm going to quote uh, a Roman philosopher because if I quoted Chanakya you would accuse me of right. being Hindu or something to that effect. And she quotes Cicero, this famous passage where he says that the enemy within is more dangerous than the enemy outside our gates because he wears our face, Mm. he moves amongst us, he poisons our mind. And if you think of the context in which she said this, uh, the people that she's speaking about uh, belong to the same university that Anand does. Regardless of what we think they said, this is rhetorical inflation to a point... Uh, Which where you either laugh and say this is hysterical or you begin to worry thinking that if this is the position that the government has doubled down on, that if we are going to seriously see Kanhaiya or Omar Khalid as people who represent uh, the traitorous within us, I think we are in real trouble.
1: Right. And also I'm shocked that if someone prepares a speech and obviously she'd prepared that, the context of Cicero... And Caesar, and you know where where that point is made. Uh, really, if is that what she's saying India is? Because that's doubly worrying. What but is the rightist view think. on this? What do you think? Um, oh, is Anand, Anand meant to sorry. represent <laughs> the right? No, he represents <laughs> that neither. Was a... No, no standing. <laughs> Anand, Anand stands for himself and himself alone, and I will vouch for that. Yeah, as I said, truth has no wings. No, left I would
4: on the right. like to hear but... a rightist view on it. I mean,
1: I'm mean, i
0: sure there is a writer's view, and the writer's view is that she did spectacularly well. The speech <laughs> was, is very good. But my view… Spectacularly uh, is the drama I mean, of it, yeah, in
4: terms see. of content. Yeah, my view is that… I mean, how would you because,
0: refute… I mean, I haven't seen her whole speech. I saw the clippings right. uh, as and when they came on the timeline. Uh, most of them through Times Now, which was like Tom Toming, this speech is fantastic. And Rishi Kapoor also, right. I think that tweet uh, garnered a lot of response. But it is entirely in keeping with the kind of speeches we are hearing in the parliament and i disagree with mukul when he says that this was the her audience was not the parliamentarians but her own audience mm-hmm. i think her audience was in keeping with how the parliament has degenerated i think her audience was exactly the the parliamentarians you know and this why is did the kind Rao of thing Ying? that goes down playing to the gallery i remember shushma swaraj mm-hmm. when she rebutted all the uh, arguments you know when um, during the conflict of interest thing. Mm-hmm. This speech was, of course, this was much more uh, fiery and Shushma Swaraj is much more eloquent than Smriti Rani, in my personal opinion. But she played a lot to the gallery. You know? One does, These I... desk thumpings are the ones that
1: they go for. That's so... what the gallery is there for in the parliament, isn't it? Uh, but uh, before I weigh on that, Biraj, your view, if you've yes, seen uh, it at all. Uh,
2: I agree with both uh, Madhu on... Um, the drama quotient, and also the, the I think I'm also concerned that the speeches are getting celebrated, and how overheated, and how impossible a conversation becomes with that kind of melodrama and that kind of unnecessary anger, anger and bluff and bluster. But I'm also worried about. Okay, this is the first time. I'm. I think I'm going to be a little critical of Ravish Kumar. Ravish Kumar was. He did a fantastic episode after she gave her first press conference up after Rohit Vemula's. Suicide. where she kept saying how the university inquiry committee had a Dalit professor, how the action taken was also uh, vetted by Dalit academics. But all the Dalit professors with administrative positions in Hyderabad University uh, resigned en masse from their administrative jobs right after her press conference because it was so loaded with uh, factual incorrectness and willful factual inaccuracies. And she repeated the same thing. And I really hoped Ravi should remember the brilliant takedown sh- he had done. And instead of celebrating that it was a fully prepared uh, text-based fact-checked speech, actually did say that she's repeating the same lies, same factual inaccuracies a month later. And Al- that's dangerous.
1: Uh, although I believe that, <clears throat> I think, um, uh, I forget which, we'll find the link and put it below this podcast. Uh, one online publication has already done a fact-check on a speech and called her out on... Uh, Telegraph. The Telegraph has, right. So there's there's a whole lot of... There's,
3: a, th- there's one, I think, that's uh, gotten a great deal of play, which is the fact that she claimed, for reasons best known to her, I'm not sure why this even entered into the conversation, she claimed that uh, the Hyderabad University hadn't produced a doctor... Correct. Whereas ...till the next day or something, minutes, and yeah. he came in five minutes. Five minutes. I must say there the... were parts of her speech which... And there were parts of her performance which seemed, uh, from the point of view of the BJP... Uh, Politically imprudent, you know, on the one hand, why would you suddenly go after the chief minister of Andhra Pradesh, Mm. of Telangana? Telangana. Mm. Uh, Because she suddenly said in this uh, sort of semi-martyred way that I've never spoken of this as if it were a state secret. But I called him up when this happened and he didn't get back. And then she smiled in this injured way and said, uh, I thought he was busy, but I'm still waiting to hear from him. And I
1: thought, w- how does this work? If I may allow, you know, we allow To be totally sexist,
4: that sounds so...
1: Is, what?
4: Kitty party. Like, I called it, I didn't call
1: No, but if I may Who say... Who cares? Why,
4: you call I, back then. I
1: think why this uh, happens is, and I think uh, politically, like you're saying, it doesn't seem very prudent that, you know, you suddenly bring someone who's right now not part. That's a front you haven't opened. Why would you open that front? It's like, when your strategy is to be paint yourself as a victim, you just identify as many enemies as possible. Because the latest, so far Trump was only uh, you know, abusing the Mexicans and the Chinese and uh, every now and, and the then… Pope? Uh, the, well, the Pope. The Muslims. But in his last speech, even Indians have entered the fray. So even we are taking away jobs and we are becoming richer and making America poor. So I think… And there was no while reason Bernie for, Sanders tweets in Hindi. And while Bernie Sanders, <laughs> so there was no reason for him to open a front against the Indian diaspora there. But if your strategy is to paint yourself as a victim… But uh, Madhu, coming to you, uh, just uh, taking off and you don't have to take off from there, you can feel free to go on to a su- different subject. But Anand said that this whole thing of playing to the gallery or playing to the parliamentarians, I was just wondering that you know, we've read many parliamentary speeches and they were of a certain uh, academic heft. They made points as eloquently and I dare say even as dramatically but not as melodramatically as hers. Is it because the presence of cameras changes reality, just like the experiment you conduct changes the outcome? I think it
3: does. I think you're absolutely right. I think the presence of a camera, the thought of an enormous national audience, uh, does in fact uh, allow you to speak in a grandiloquent way, or encourages you to speak in that way that you that you may not have done. I mean, it it, it seems you know one one political takeaway. If I might just digress for a second. Is that I was very interested in her earlier encounter with Mayawati in the Rajya Sabha, because one of the big questions about two thousand and seventeen is which way will Mayawati jump in the UP elections, given that the Bihar election sees a three-way split, a two-way split because two of the parties make up, and essentially the arithmetic over- overwhelms the BJP. This is unlikely to happen in UP because relations between Mayawati and the Samajwadi Party are poisonous, yeah, and the Samajwadi true. Party is in fact unlike Nitish Kumar, a kind of badnam incumbent. Mm. So the question is, who will Mayawati go with, given that a certain kind of vote will never go, uh, vote for her? So the Yadavs are very unlikely to vote for her, as are many of the constituents of, uh, of the Samajwadi Party. So one of uh, the possibilities was that it might just be possible that the BJP would be willing to go with her just for the prize of UP. And that if she felt... Isolated in that circumstance or if she felt that the Congress wasn't substantial enough a partner to bring a great deal to the table. The but from the confrontation yesterday, I'm not sure how much, this, uh, uh, how much this matters in eventual strategic calculations.
1: It seems unlikely. There seemed a visceral
3: quality to, uh, uh, to Switi Rani's attack on, uh, on Mayavati, which seemed to indicate that maybe
1: the BJP is going for broke in the UP elections. Or oh, maybe Mayavati is so confident of sweeping, at least that's what I hear.
4: Going back to your question on <clears throat> the camera changing behavior, I think it's a really crucial question that today, I don't, there is a psychological uh, disease that it's almost like you don't exist until you've been validated by fame, until you've, your action has been shown on camera. The lawyers who beat up <clears throat> Kanaiya or beat up the journalists or beat up CPIM, uh, CPIP uh, poly, uh, supporters. Um, what would it have been if it wasn't shown on camera? What would it have been if they weren't speaking to the camera and justifying what they did? I think a lot of our behavior has now become, even now, look at it existentially now, we are validating ourselves by speaking into a microphone. Mm. And, and would it be the same if we weren't speaking into something that was being recorded and then and then podcasted. We won't be so polite to each other. Exactly. I think. I think. <laughs> You'll be yelling at me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I think that this this has psychologically changed uh, us completely. The camera, the microphone, and the urge to be on it.
1: But for us, isn't that a good thing? Now we're so nice to each
4: other, no, Anand? And and on Twitter and on Twitter, people will go to any amount of a tool of abuse in order to be noticed. Right. So the 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 whole concept of m- making your identity valid either through violence or abuse or being spectacular or sensational, I think it's affecting us deeply and destructively. Anand, after that, Biraj, you can come
1: in. Yeah,
0: I, I partly agree with Madhu. But uh, what I would like to say is that we have, I mean, of course, uh, one cannot condense the evolutionary timeline to such dramatic, in a such dramatic fashion, but we've kind of adapted. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, so uh, Madhu is absolutely right that now the age in which the humans live is for the camera. But this is not to say that, uh, you know, they wouldn't have played to the gallery when there were no cameras. I mean, in the sense, the, 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 uh, the soup, if I may say it, uh, you know, was different. So the, uh, the, the forest was different, the adaptation was different. I mean, I've, um, uh, it it is, uh, I mean, uh, there was a time, uh, you know, now we obviously uh, forget it, that when, what the journalist claimed was the gospel truth and people, and I remember the the, uh, England football coach actually had to resign because he gave an interview where he said that uh, uh, those who are on the wheelchair are paying for their past karma. Mm. And this was not uh, a video recording and a Times journalist uh, wrote this and I think Adams was the, the guy's name. And uh, he said, Yes, I said this, and I'm sorry I resigned. He didn't now, say Now, can you imagine spoken. in this day and age, I mean, the first thing the person would say is, Where is the video proof? And if it is, it's mocked. Is it mocked? <laughs> is it, it doctor?
1: Yeah, you know? doc- uh,
0: and having said that, I think people used to take, uh, I mean, in, in that same ecosystem, if I may call it so, in the 40s or 50s, you know, whatever happened as seriously as they do now, but it's a different ecosystem. So, for example, I mean, I wrote a piece on the amazing constituent assembly debates when we were, you know, formulating the constitution. And the humor and the wit and the sarcasm uh, is just incomparable. It's just Especially un- when you
3: consider that uh, these deliberations are happening in the context of genocide. I mean, yes, you know, it's a truly heroic endeavor. You know? And
0: can I say Mukul, I mean, people out here are, you know, now people have become so politically correct. But my God, if you were to see some of the, the things that people said, even Ambedkar said, you know, on Islam, on Hinduism, on... And so many of the Hindu Mahasabha, you know, now, of course, it's become a uh, crazy organization. But in those days, mm-hmm. you know, possibly that was the... RSS wasn't there or, you know, it was just it sure. taken birth. Uh, So, Biraj, sorry. Uh, just just to finish think, on that yeah, yeah, point. Anand, yeah, Anand, just want to finish. One sec, Biraj.
1: Biraj, Biraj, Biraj one sec. Yeah. Anand, sorry. So know. what
0: I would like to say is people were much more forthright with their views. The
4: same views, if those people were to say now...
0: My, you know, people would just, uh, all hell
1: would break loose. Now, I, I
4: would like to address the fact that why did Rahul Gandhi leave when the speech was actually directed towards him?
1: Madam, can I go to... Whatever I, think, okay. um, I so think nature was, calls, nature
2: calls. Viraj,
1: let Viraj finish. Huh?
2: Just, just two quick points. Um, Fidel Castro said radio is much more liberating. In fact, uh, I think we will be getting a piece... Uh, uh, the Chennai floods did... Uh, uh, Sort of reinvented and recelebrated the importance of radio beyond so, FM radio. Beera, are and, you going to
0: quote Mao next? <laughs>
2: no, I'm not going to quote. Co- you come from JNU and you were asking me, am I going to quote Mao next? Well, or oh, no. listen, who's talking? No, but the second thing, the second point I really wanted to make is uh, about. Uh, uh, remember, Abhi, we did an episode on data revolution and censorship. Yes, that's the next frontier, data revolution. And I think one of the things that uh, in our episode also we kept hearing is that once upon a time you maintained your diary, and if somebody peeked into your diary, you would get furious. Nowadays, everybody maintains a blog, and they're furious if the blog doesn't get read. Mm -hmm. So this oversharing, as Madhu said, or this importance to go to any length to get five minutes of celebrityhood, I, I think it also comes a bit from this extreme loneliness, this whole technology, Facebook, Friends and not having real life uh, human interactions also makes you do that because you do see that a lot of that in digital media much more than than uh, any other forms uh, where sharing and announcing your presence uh, there's a premium to that right um, uh, is that a good thing or bad? I do not know, but I do think this
1: but that is the new is normal a good thing
2: yeah, yeah it's yeah. A, I
1: think what anand said that this is the new normal and we've adapted to it yeah so, it is the new normal one yeah. observation I have of you know uh, having spoken to famous people and I don't know if you've had the same uh, experience.
2: And as has been widely quoted.
1: No, and as has been widely quoted. But when I talk to famous people, they don't talk to you. They talk. You know, especially how are used to talking. uh, Even, you know, even Rajdeep. When, when, if you're Rajdeep at, you know, some book launch meeting, you talk and you ask the question but he's answering the room. I think famous people talk to everybody. They don't talk to you. (laughs) Similarly, once you get used to talking to cameras, you kind of uh, that seems seems vaguely unfair, but I'm sure there's something (laughs) too. Yeah, we have to investigate whether it just happened with you or. (laughs) Okay, Madhu, uh, what do you want to go with? Uh, You know, uh, the budget rail budget has been much. uh, We haven't had the time to look at it because we are recording even as it's being announced. But at least on Twitter, everyone, a lot of people are saying a lot of good things about it. Um, That's about it. Have I, haven't, I haven't looked at it Okay. Properly. What do you think was remarkable in the last week's coverage of news uh, or remarkably good or bad or something you want to comment on?
4: I think obviously the, the way JNU, I don't know if you've discussed it so far. No. Well, the way JNU has been covered in terms of uh, the linking of the soldiers who died in yeah. uh, Kashmir.
1: I've written a piece on it today.
4: Yeah. And I included it in my piece. Mm. And the connection that uh, that a non-existing connection is being made to freedom of speech. Mm. That, and of non-existing connection made to the so-called traitors in JNU. And
1: patriotism. And
4: patriotism. And I think um, uh, the, the whole thing of showing, say, an, an interview with uh, Abbasi, talking, the interview is about his investigation on the tapes, on whether they are doctored or not, the recordings. And on half the screen, they're showing Afzal Guru with a slogan saying, Support Afzal Guru, support forces, not Afzal Guru. Mm-hmm. What does Basi's interview on the investigation, on the recordings of, the, of, of these uh, students, have to do with Afzal Gurus and the supporting of the forces? It's such a manipulative propaganda and, and wrong connection and pushing people, and I see that on Twitter, people are thinking along the lines that they are being told to think, Mm. and that I think is very dangerous. Last night on Pass the Buck, Ajay Shukla, a former Army guy, he said when he was posted in Kashmir, he was on the front line, and he fought for the freedom of people like JNU, students of JNU, to say what they want to say and believe in what they want to believe. That's well said. Mm. So, he's not one of those army... So, he was making the disconnection. Was General Bakshi on the panel? No. Oh, dear God. No, oh. But Suhel so said it that was would have been good. But Suhail said it on the panel. Okay, close. <laughs>
3: right. I never thought I'd hear myself saying this, but that seems unfair because Mr. Bakshi, General Bakshi is in a class of his own. The other day, I think I saw him addressing... Uh, it must have been a Sangh Parivar meeting because... He did his walrus thing with his mustache. And then he said, and Gandhi and this violent, non violence, what was that about? I mean, and he looked around, and I think even given the sort of Sanghi gathering, there was a sort of silence. And he said, and then he drew himself up and said, where will, what will we do with Savarkar? So I think what's interesting is commentators on the present world, like uh, General Bakshi, are now. uh, breaching uh, sort of public taboos that were not earlier breached. We can argue whether those taboos are a good thing. It's probably a good thing that someone should do it. But I don't recall the last time that someone said, Yari, nonviolent is kya hai?" I mean, what about the bracing example of Savarkar as opposed to the slightly wimpy
1: attitude of Gandhi? Yeah, yeah. I, I know the clip you're talking about. But the like, thing what is, really General
4: Baksh- would Ajay Shukla be welcome in a show like norms to say what he did? last night on ndtv because the kind of then he'd be
1: anti-national
4: the the kind of people that are chosen to appear uh, on those channels on times now channels are specifically because they know what the agenda will be and they're given the floor and be
1: far this way or for that
0: yeah that's the same for every channel i mean ndtv is no different i mean the kind of people who appear on ndtv ndtv knows what their views are it's the same as times now it's just the different ideologically and, ent- I mean, you see, again, to come back
4: to Mukul's point. No, but, but on, I have, last night on the buck stops here, there was a, a, a person supporting the rightist view also.
1: Yes. Well, I, no, I, I, there is I always think, a so, token. Arnab Ajay, always
0: keeps one, you no, know. Ajay has someone. been on this show and he doesn't Abhi, go on times.
1: In? Sorry, Biraj, after this you can come in. Uh, he doesn't go on uh, Arnab's show. But I, I will both agree and disagree with Anand that... Yes, that is there in uh, NDTV as well, but it's the same panelist, that uh, that RSS gentleman. I forget his name. Rakesh Sharma. You, uh, you know he's there on both the panels yes. every night. Yes. But the way he talks on Arnab show is not how he talks <laughs> on NDTV. <laughs> there, it, NDTV and uh, ma, ma, Barkha was trying very hard, and I still maintain Barkha is the best at you know managing a discussion. I know, would say that on. belong that that honour belongs to Karan Thapar, who I think is
3: without any question. Uh, a person who manages a right, conversation best. You may not like the way he manages it, but he's certainly. Yes. Uh, I was about to. Uh, uh, to <laughs> you know, it's certainly the most uh, organized discussion there
1: is. So it's the same panelists, but they don't shout the way it happens there. I don't know why. Uh, sorry, Biraji was saying.
2: Yeah, uh, three things. First is, uh, I, I think increasingly in this panel discussions, what is problematic, uh, that I really find problematic, is that three things have been fact, uh, factually um, checked. One, that some of the videos were doctored. Second, that the, when you, the definition of sedition uh, and the act of sedition predates our independence and is a colonial act. But the way both of them are completely ignored by the right-wing commentators is as if are doctoring, the doctoring that it was discovered and it has been now proven by forensic uh, testing that it is, it is doctored, they keep invoking
4: that and as if nothing has moved. And that I find extremely problematic. they ignore the fact after the doctoring story came out, yes, yes, they're continuing to use the same video that has been discredited yes, yes, and using yes. it as evidence against the GNU students. In fact, yes. when Rahul Kanwar had uh, s- uh, somebody I from one I of the channels who said. showed it, hmm. and yeah. he just came, completely sp- spoke like Nixon, off the, completely off the point, didn't absolutely. address the fact, they shrugged it off, didn't take any responsibility, or they, and there was no accountability uh, uh, from those channels who yes. did who did show that tape as genuine. They never officially withdrew it or announced that this has now been doctored. They defended it. They defended it and they continue to use it over and over again.
1: And as, be, uh, as television professionals, we know... I saw Z's defense. Yes. I mean, it is ridiculous. The audio layer and the video layer of any video you shoot are different things. Even yeah. when you transfer them onto your drive, they're different things. And I was shocked how to, Z went and defended that. And I the mean,
4: problem know, is that today it is even it is the easiest thing to just visually see a doctored video. Right. It is not difficult to find. People think that doctor kill forensic it's for an, even for a lay person you can see the non-sink of yes. what's happening yes. so when you get the forensic report to dismiss it so easily and not take responsibility for it i think is a real breach of journalism they should have apologized they should have not even apologized so just give the news that we were, we showed this take it's uh, wrong. this recording but it's wrong it was doctored and therefore we and then stop using it hmm sorry yeah, Birad, you were saying I
2: have, I have just one more addition to make I, I i think we've discussed a lot and written about it about the choice of panels and their contribution to making discussions enlightening and whatever and and why sometimes ravish gets his panelists right and Bangon on and Dube, uh, you know anand written about it increasingly about this uh or and the usual suspects on Ornab's panels and the usual suspects on Barkha's panel or NewsX panel. I think increasingly these are becoming breakfast drawing room conversations where a bunch of people who agree with each other and the anchor are having a conversation and that takes us nowhere. In, I think it's it's really problematic the way like <laughs> the conversations are happening in the name of panel discussion as a format.
0: Biraj, I mean let's, yeah. let's get down to the nitty-gritty. We have to analyze why the Jerry Springer show was a sensation in America. I right. mean, herein
4: lies the answer. Yeah, that, that's it. We are now so, in the age of Jerry we Springer. Are, I mean, we have what to accept frightens that me that the whole, and shocks me is the, how easily minds are manipulated into thinking and then how camps are plonked on top of your head. So,
0: Madhu, um, you are absolutely right, but the point is these camps. Increasingly we are finding out because of the social media that these camps exist and we are hearing their views, mm. you know, but they have been ideologically entrenched for at least half a century, you know, if not True. more. True. And the point is, no matter what you do, people will always believe in, for example, Savarkar, they will always believe in, in
3: Godse,
0: in Godse. Right. they will always believe in Mao, they will always believe in She. you know, they, they will not change their ideology. I mean, yeah, so Anand, the I whole know. point is… Uh, well, look at uh,
3: Chopin and Chandan, they, they changed from… From? Earlier, I mean, they were both leftists. They were, hmm.
0: In college, they were yes. both…
3: In
4: college, people. everybody was a leftist. That no, was peer pressure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mukul was kind of inciting them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what I want to say is, you see, in this whole hullabaloo of, oh, you know, this ideologically entrenched position is saying this and that we're missing the larger point, which is that the government may be ideologically entrenched. Hmm. I, I have no bones to pick with that. You know, BJP has their point of view, let them. But to waste government money on erecting these flags, Okay. Mm. Now the cost that of each has, flag the, the, is. E- the cost of each flag itself is sixty-five thousand rupees. The upkeep is into lakhs.
2: tanks and oh. each know? flag project is, is
0: forty lakhs. lakhs. Each flag project is forty. Flag project and totally lakhs. sixty crore. I forty lakhs to the
1: someone who
4: could me. go to a library. Okay. Could go to a library in a, so That I mean is what university. I mean.
0: So on one hand, you're cutting the UGC. Uh, you know the net a lab. scholarship. You could go into a lab. Right. So that's why, but when I suggested this, I mean, I was abused for two, two days non-stop. I saw the right the, I mean, You see, the, 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 the whole point is nobody is discussing this. And uh, woe befall on Arnab for being so ignorant as to saying completely ch- he made General Bakshi cry. I mean, let's, put, let's be honest about it because his, his whole objective was, of the discussion was that flags are not flying atop genuine universities. And General Bakshi just went on a complete... Wild Goose Chase saying that, how dare flags not fly on it? Right. So, uh, next day, uh, of course flags are flying on on top of JNU and on all universities. They are, exactly. They are. They are not The only thing is, they are not 207 feet long. Now, do we want that? Instead
1: of having that discussion. People start abusing you. Although, uh, I'll let Mr. Kaysuan come in now. Uh, Just one brief thing that I don't think one can expect that kind of debate on Twitter. So, let's not grudge that. The problem is when that becomes a debate on TV panels. Yeah. That is the real problem. I just, uh, I just wanted uh,
3: uh, this conversation to focus for a moment on I think two of the most uh, substantively alarming things that we have seen over the past week. And they should alarm people regardless of whether they are on the right or the left because either could be on the receiving end of this. We have seen the disgraceful spectacle of uh, a, the police commissioner of Delhi, which is the most responsible police position in Delhi behave like a weather vane, uh, apart, from his, uh, apart from his manner, his ability to deflect any question, uh, the dubiousness of a man about to retire, being in the running for a job, forget all of that. One moment we are told by the Delhi police that they will not dispute bail for Kanhaiya. The next moment we are told that they will. How can you have a spectacle where the police commissioner seems so mercurial mm. that you begin to wonder whether he's actually doing his professional duties or whether he's following some, some form of political signaling that is opaque to the rest of us? So that's one. I think, um, and you don't have to be Arvind Kejriwal to make this point, the Delhi police has truly disgraced itself in this episode. But the thing that I find most alarming is what happened in Patiala House. Right. You know, Patiala House is on the India Gate Circle. It's right in the, the omphalus of the Republic.
0: Hmm.
3: It's right there in its navel. And you have a circumstance where it becomes a no-go area consecutively for two hearings. What really astonishes me, apart from the police's behavior, which is unforgivable, and their justifications of it, and in fact, the, the half-truths that they put out as to what actually happened, I'm still surprised that the Supreme Court didn't take a more severe uh, Why do you view think that matter. is? I've I'm wondered. not sure. I've been wondering about this because... Because Soli the, was asking the same question on the panel the other night. The Supreme Court actually instructed them the first time it happened, saying that, make sure this doesn't happen again. And lo and behold, it happens again. The team of lawyers sent by the Supreme Court under police escort have jutas thrown on them, are abused. They report back and nothing happens.
1: Yeah I, I am because if there is contempt of court, although there is news today that they may you know uh, invoke yeah, contempt the Supreme of Supreme court. court has phraseology
4: that Basi has been using that when he's asked by a reporter about the lawyers who bashed up can I yeah jostling. He calls it jostling. Mm. Now you look at the tapes, would you call that jostling? Would you call what Opie Sharma did...
3: And Madhu, that's only what you saw. The stuff yeah. that happened yes. once it got through the gates. Well, we don't even know about it.
4: Well, it, on those stink The stink operation that India Today did, where both lawyers, uh, on, on record separately, so without any communication, visible or audible communication, would give the same record of what happened, with the same facts that they beat him for three hours while the police watched. Both of them said that. Both of them said that the police said, if we weren't wearing uniforms, we would do the same thing. Go ahead and beat him. So there are consistencies in both the uh, evidence they gave. And they both said that he wet his pants while we beat him. I mean, can you imagine how the parents feel when they hear that? Or anyone with any feeling for another human being feels that a boy was beaten for three hours while the police watched? That's, yes. This is in, our, in my country, in your country. How can this happen? And it's not as if and it has nothing has, no one has taken that sting evidence forward. Uh, it's and, just
1: got stuck. And I was just really shocked on uh, a panel on uh, television, uh, GVL Rao of the BJP, when he was asked that you've taken action against the JNU students, why haven't you taken action against them? <coughs> he says, I'm not going to take, we're not going to take action just because on the base of tapes which are yet to be proved authentic. They'll As a TV professional, I can I really tell you how... Now, you know, we have I been was accused... I shocked at that. And, and the fact that he could I say mean, that with I really a straight... We that we have, that have been accused so, of
4: being too... I said, I too...
1: just
2: died. I really just... Died at that point. You know, we've
4: been accused very often of being too leftist on this, on this podcast. So, I'm looking for some rightist views. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is... Anybody... No, but one thing i just like to say, uh, you know, I personally have
1: often trashed um, two, three journalists from uh, uh, Tak and uh, India Today uh, for some of their coverage. So when someone does something... And good, I've I plead
4: guilty for making fun of them on clothesline. But very I think on this
1: one, uh, what uh, Rahul Kamal and his team did requires guts. Because to send someone in with a hidden camera there... Because had they found a hidden camera on that guy... If these guys can do this to someone in police custody, can you imagine what they've do, done to the reporter? And it's the kind of thing that gives
3: Stings a good name. Yeah. You know, sometimes Stings can be sleazy and just uh, a kind of anti-journalism, mm. where you invent the story to actually uh, create a sensation. But this was a genuinely frustrating. rate Sting. That's movie. a really have, good statement. I, I think, sorry, so just journalism. one more point
0: I wanted to make about, uh, I mean, I think we discussed about the lawyers being thugs last week. So, I mean, that is beyond contention. About these three hours, Madhu, I'm not very sure. I mean, what that would have, you know, had to entail was that the lawyers were beating uh, Kanhaiya in front of the judge. Yes. Because he was not, uh, you know. No, it was in another room. In another room, in
1: the magistrate. Because they weren't with the magistrate throughout, right? He was another. In fact, Telegraph reported on this. They didn't have the sting. I I would
3: say that uh, three hours
1: is, I think, partly braggadocio. Sure. But
3: it's certainly true. From many reports that many people have heard, that he was cowering in a room where he was actually assaulted by this man who beat him.
4: Even
1: if it's for twenty and minutes. When I was listening minutes, to how how the first
4: one, the first lawyer saying three hours throughout his thing, I was saying he's just boasting. This is not true. This is not true. I was just watching it and, and no, saying. the other guy said the same thing. When the other guy said the same thing, I had to rethink. And like How is, is this? What happening?
3: is interesting about this is, uh, when Bussy is asked about this, he said, "You know, I wouldn't take these people seriously." And, uh, you know, Biraj just said, I I only just died. How does it get so that a bunch of students who, whatever else they've done, haven't been responsible for actual physical violence, are seen on shady tapes? And they can be charged with sedition, denied bail, locked away. Whereas this lot, who've actually committed contempt of the Supreme Court... On camera. On camera. uh, And God knows, testified... By God knows how many witnesses, including senior lawyers from the Supreme Court, there you say that you know these are just Daftos who are exaggerating, don't take them seriously. You interview them and they're released on bail.
1: Yeah, I think that's shocking. Mukul, do but you I... think
4: that the first the intolerance-intolerance debate, and now this? Do you think that this is a planned strategy uh, from the BJP? That this is how we will divide the nation, alienate people, and the same way they got impetus through the Hindutva movement when Advani rode his um, chariot into Ayodhya. Do you think that this is a planned, another planned move to create that kind of support for themselves, that they think that the support they will get will be more than people who are against this kind of thing?
2: respond to that since I'm in Patna and there are some very interesting stories you get to hear in Patna
1: mm.
2: and so the first is that the budget has been tabled this week and there's a huge deficit financial deficit revenue deficit that Patna has got so thanks to the astounding defeat the Patna package has is yet to be released by Mr. Modi. and this last week was also the week when there was debt write-off to the tune of hundred you were going to answer my votes. question hmm. Yeah. So, the, the, I think in Patna, the thing that you keep hearing is that this is the there is going to be even more social sector budget cuts. There is even going to be, in spite of talking about 14 finance commission devolution, money is going to be held back from the states, and we will all be so busy with this whole JNU uh, uh, and uh, nationalism uh, uh, topics that we would not have time and energy so to start to, scanning the budget. you're saying
1: it's to deflect election uh, from the Patna uh, budget? Mookul, please answer my, Mookul Mookul my question.
2: question. On the budget, social yeah. sector spending and the way we are backrolling the, wa- the, the big defaulters and right. uh, the way states are also being withheld lape it, lape from it. their uh, due... From the uh, finance commission. Yeah, yeah. So it's a deflection strategy.
3: Madhu, you know, the fact that you're answering, that you're asking this question—that you know—is this a strategy to polarise? I think the answer is that when uh, the BJP under Modi won this election, uh, there was an assumption that it was an aspirational election. Heaven knows how many times I heard that word. That in some sense he had broadened his Gujarat platform to be inclusive in a way that resonated with uh, with Indians. I don't know whether this is right or wrong. It's impossible for anyone to second-guess that. But the one thing that I have consistently believed is that it's not as if the BJP needs, with malice or forethought, to sit back and say that we will polarise the nation and achieve our objects. I just think the BJP is a Hindu majoritarian party. This is in its DNA. This is what it does. There is no... I mean, if you if you watch the pattern of media bafflement at Modi's enigmatic silences. There's nothing enigmatic about those silences at all. The prime minister is not going to intervene on a matter that he feels is central to the ideological identity of his party. So they respond to moments of crisis, or they, when they choose to double down on an incident and make it a moment of crisis, it's on the understanding that they are not going to back off this. Hmm. I mean, whether it's... So it's ideologically... If you look at... Take take Dadri. The intelligent, political, prudential response would have been the Prime Minister saying this is truly dreadful, law and order is a state subject, Uh, this represents the complete uh, irresponsibility of the UP government. Instead, you had responsible BJP, MPs, MLAs, councillors, ministers queuing up to say idiotic things and grotesque things. Mukul, you don't need, they don't need a plan.
4: The thing is that he had the country at hello. He had the country at aspirations. He did, does he need this extra... Modi doesn't... The Prime
3: Minister won the election on his own terms. It was an even larger victory than we think. He won that election without taking a step back. I've never seen a more comprehensive route of the politically correct liberal left than this there's not a single thing that mr modi apologized for why would he back off this when he has won an absolute majority on this platform and
4: i think what Being because Spinsler. he doesn't need it anymore no, but i think what mr keswan is this saying is, who is,
3: he is exactly mother which is the know. aspiration is not who he is he's an economic manager who does some things well and some things badly education is something he clearly does very badly uh, ease of business is probably something he does well but those are optional extras. What Mr. Modi does is Hindutva.
4: Well, the business community is not... No, but, but that I think it's, happy with it's ideological.
1: I don't think it's a political decision. Uh, Anand, please. Yeah, I
0: mean, <clears throat> I, I would like to begin by saying that probably, pardon me Mukul, but liberal left seems to be more of an oxymoron <laughs> than reality. Uh, <clears throat> that's not true, actually. But anyway, we can well, argue uh, that later. Yeah, I mean, for example, you know, people would, uh, you know, would, uh, would talk of free speech... Uh, you know, when you have, uh, uh, you know, for example, uh, you know, uh, in MF Hussein's case, but not free speech in, in Kamlesh Tiwari's case. I mean, just to give you one example, I mean, it's, you know, the the whole, for example, uh, you know, about you Salman assume, Rushdie and. But let's but, not go into that. What I'm trying to say someone is. Wouldn't support
3: I that. have to say that I think this is a false narrative. Um, because there have been, whether it's Salman Rushdie, whether it's Asleeman Nasreen, uh, I could quote you chapter and verse, people getting up on their hind legs and critiquing this. So I think this is the kind of opposition we see in America where you have Bernie Sanders versus Donald Trump. This is a ridiculous opposition. Trump is certifiably lunatic. Sanders may well be off the mainstream, but these are not equivalent things.
0: Of course. No one is equating. It's not
3: an oxymoron. Mm -hmm. The left is capable of its hypocrisies and its inconsistencies. But what we are seeing here is an order of magnitude. In terms of difference.
0: Well I, I mean I would grant you that uh, having said that the the label of I mean we're not really having this discussion so I mean let us me not go into that but I mean the label of li- liberal seems to have been you know entirely appropriated by the left which I find hugely objectionable given that you know over time there have been so many hypocrisies that have been uh, outed let's put it that way. Uh, having said that about Modi and this discussion, I think Madhu did broach this topic last week as well. And if, uh, for example, if Madhu says, do you feel BJP and Modi have orchestrated this, starting from the Christian attacks to, you know, intolerance and all this thing. Well, there is no way of knowing this. But there is certainly also, I would say, that if if somebody is accusing Modi of, or BJP of orchestrating this, and I would say equally, one must accuse the media and, though, you know, those who are virulently opposed to Modi of orchestrating this as well. And yesterday I gave an example of, uh, you know, if you collect the data, for example, you know, Google Trends, you can see that uh, post-Dadari, the curve, the volume of intolerance that was talked on news not only overlapped the volume of Dadari, it also followed it. What that means is that the Dadari incident happened and then the television and the news channels and newspapers went into this discussion of intolerance. Right. But what followed the intolerance debate when the intolerance debate died down was the Kamlesh Tiwari thing mm. where lakhs of people went onto the streets demanding his head because he had said something objectionable mm. against Prophet Muhammad. Mm. And then what also followed was the Malda thing. So does that mean, if but you look them, at the curves, sorry, j- let me finish. If you look at the curves, it is very clear that uh, you know the, the camel humps of Dadri overlap with the intolerance debate, but the camel humps of Malda and Kamlesh Tiwari do not overlap with... What the that means coverage. is that
1: people think that this is not intolerant. No, and I'll tell you why. And Anand, and I'll tell you, and there's a very simple explanation of this and I've actually made this point several times. The event itself is not the news point, And I say this as a news professional as well. A mainstream politician saying it's okay is the news point. The news point is not that a man died here. The news point is an MLA or an MP or a minister saying he deserved to die here. That is what news picks up. The news did not pick up the murder itself. When it becomes a I big mean, issue... A lot of said, MPs and MLA's... Congress, like, Congress you know, MLA I said... Finish. i let you finish. i let you finish. i let you finish. The news point becomes when the person in a responsible position starts defending it. Now tell me one mainstream politician who came on television and said it was okay to lynch that guy. It will have become a news point. Well, I can give you examples. There was a lady of
0: Congress, uh, MLA. I don't know the name. Well, I'll give you, can you five it. names
1: of... No, it's no, just about say, one name against... Say, another. Say, Let me finish
0: You know, this thing about, of course, there are oafs in BJP. But for people to say that there are oafs only in BJP is just ridiculous. No. Secondly, there have been, when, when laps poured on to the street, demanding Kam- Kamlesh Tiwari's Sartan Se Juda, they were politicians, there were Congress politicians taking part in
1: that rally. Now, what do you have to say to that? Okay, I don't, haven't seen that. Maybe it wasn't covered, but I did not see anyone from the that, list, from, from the roster of uh, Which the roster politicians. Which roster are you talking about? No, I, look, I, I'll I tell you the no, roster, I'm talking about. The roster look, is... No, let me every, finish. Every, what, what I want to every say every is party, a lot
0: of, sorry, just to finish this, a lot of abominable things are happening. There is no doubt about it, okay, for the last one year or whatever. But what is being projected is this, you know, emergency is coming and, you know, this Gestapo and SSR, stormtroopers are marching, as if that all these abominable things are happening here for the first time. I mean, I gave you an example. In 2013, five Dalips were raped every but day had this for the whole year.
1: We've had this discussion many times. If you were to
0: take one of that rape incident and blow it up, you would obviously go into the stream and interview and 10 people and say that, look, you know, all this. Soap. Okay, Mukul, you saying.
4: But you know. it never happened before that a reporter was told by a, 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 a people who were standing in a protest march, lawyers, that I won't answer your question until you say, Vande Mataram. Bolo Vande Mataram. Bolo ma, It's never happened before. Journalists have not been beaten outside Petyala House before. Right. Not outside patiala
0: House, but lawyers are
3: me, alone to themselves me, all over let India. Let me, let me make I mean, the point that I, I think Anand's made a useful point. These are not things that have happened for the first time in this country. Uh, there was a Madras High Court judge who asked for protection from his own lawyers, mm. uh, from the people who thronged his courtroom simply because he felt threatened. Let's be honest about this. One of the reasons, not the only reason, one of the reasons why this is such enormous news is it because it happens in the heart of the capital. Yes, And, correspondingly, this is not just, but it is, in fact, the way in which we react. There's a sense in which you feel, if this can happen in Patiala House, then, conveniently, the barbarians who were at the outer gates have finally poured in. And so there's a kind of uh, selfish metropolitan reaction to something that's been happening in many parts of India before. But it can also be reasonably argued that when it begins to happen under the nose of the Supreme Court the rot has gone further than we thought. I agree. You know, I think, uh, you know, the, uh, to get back briefly to the question of Dadri, uh, to speak to what Abhinandan said, you know, if uh, the Indian Express, I remember that day where they did the front page on Dadri, it's entirely conceivable that if a couple of newspapers had not covered Dadri in, which, in the way in which they did, and if, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, like moths to a flame, Uh, these BJP people attracted by these reports then hadn't enlightened us about what they thought about this, Mm. it may well have not been the issue that it eventually became. And I think it's absolutely the case, as Abhinandan says, and I think it's politically astonishing that the BJP is willing to go on the line time and again. During the Bihar election, you have the Prime Minister making uh, insinuating implications about count slaughter during the election campaign. This is after not just Dadri, but two
0: other lynchings. Yeah. And you think... It's not a coincidence. Th- I, I don't... This I, calls no, no, for a course. level of
3: brazenness.
0: But for but example, what do you call the chief minister of who says that if you kill the cow, you go to Pakistan. Yeah, he's I think ridiculous ridiculous. Yeah. So it's ridiculous.
4: Absolutely. It's ridiculous.
0: You know, let me just and, say, and he's, I he's, think Anand made a
3: very important point. Most of the laws that the BJP extends or, or exploits were all put into place by the Congress, these abominable uh, freedom of religion laws that effectively rigged the game against anyone converting to Christianity or Islam were all put in place by Congress governments. No, which is, why they're, the, which is Stand why they're up for national anthem. Which, which is, is why, why voice, they are the DCP. worst post boys. Well, actually, voice. I remember standing up for the <laughs> national anthem after every film throughout my childhood. I Achai, mean, it was, compu- well, it was always. I mean, well, it, nobody said it was compulsory, but no, no, nas- as in, you nationalists. But, but you, they had
1: national anthems. Yes. you had the yes. Tiranga,
3: leering there, and, and, and you, you played yeah. the national anthem, and, and everybody stood everybody up. Everybody stood an an up, issue. and it wasn't an issue.
0: <laughs> okay, I have uh, a, one, one question. Last, one, 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 last comment I would like to make. For example, you talk, we were talking Mukul, of left liberals. Now, you would, anybody would wake up in his dreams. Uh, a left person would say that Kushwan Singh was a liberal. Oh, no, he wasn't.
3: Kushwant okay. Singh... He supported the emergency. Come on, he look, supported at, the emergency. Exactly. Exactly. No, exactly. But let, let,
4: let, you but have look at in. that popular no, look, discourse. The Congress, that everyone says... The Congress has the worst record in terms of This is again that everyone says cinema. They banned the maximum amount of films, books, uh, you no, know, people... Let me say people. that, I,
3: you know, I'm old enough. I grew up, I was, you know, I was an adult during the emergency. Uh, I remember... I like Kushan Singh for many other reasons. I mean, I think he wrote uh, oh, a decent uh, yeah. uh, partition novel. And I think he created, he constructed a persona for himself, which wasn't actually him, but it's quite remarkable that he managed to do this. But his political views were grotesque. I mean, anything but liberal. So I don't know I mean,
0: how one can just... Put him, he's on and your side and now... Let me I'm not saying he's liberal. I'm saying he's not. What I'm, I'm saying, saying is that you, if you read, for example, Times of India, opinions, the literary festival, Kushwant Singh Literary Festival, people who go and talk there, Bachi Karkaria, all this... I hate So to then it's the not about. a monolith, then the liberal is but not a monolith. This is again then. what I'm trying to tell you, you see. If you, if this kind of uh, opinion about Kushwant Singh is... Uh, uh, widespread. No, let me say. You know is what carried. is
4: coming out is what Vikram jory wrote. That there are areas where he supports the BJP and there are areas that he supports the Congress. But there are a lot of things that don't fit in exactly terms either. of... And there is a place for in, in India now for a party that embraces what it, uh, does not go to the extreme level of the BJP in many views or the Congress's fake... Uh, Liberalism. Liberalism. How can you it's call totally the liberal. liberal. It's they've, not they've liberal at all. How it can, has been the most. Cons- it has been the most repressive. Come on, they brought in Section sixty six A. They arrested Madoo, people. I know that. It's not Last person to comes to They're my They're not liberal. And let's not. And I think, and I think. The Congress uh, Party is not if liberal.
3: You, uh, if you were trying to make the point that broadly people who critique the BJP are by default uh, partisans of the Congress. I don't think this is empirically something that you can you can actually demonstrate. I and That's will, one of that, the problems I, I, that when you critique say, the BJP, I, you're I put will, in a slot or the box. I will say, I will say that there are moments when, um, you know, I lived through Delhi in 1984 and in the 30 years that followed, I voted for the Congress once when I thought that, uh, uh, that, I think Rajesh Khanna had a shot at defeating LK Advani but there were enough Uh, bleeding-heart lefties to vote for a socialist candidate who got 20,000 votes, (laughs) which led to uh, Rajesh Khanna losing. I mean, I'd have voted for a lamppost if there was the possibility of defeating uh, Advani. But uh, let me say that there are moments when you're confronted with a choice. Fortunately, the Amadbi party turned up in Delhi, so I can happily vote for the Amadbi party instead of the Congress. I used to vote for a bunch of... I voted for the BSP in Delhi. I voted for all kinds of obscure candidates because people of my generation who lived through 84 could not bring themselves to vote for the Congress.
0: So, I mean, especially when you say it sort of different from Congress? Did ARP
3: do 1984?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's again, get, let's get it's real it's about not, this. Okay, now let's... Okay, let's, okay now discussion. Discussion. this... I want to close this discussion. Yeah. I want to go into another discussion. Mr. Kesavan. I want to discuss two Mukul pieces piece. of yours. Yeah. Mukul. I want to discuss two pieces of yours. One is where you skewered NDTV, Pranoy, and Mr. Gupta on their turnaround on that... Uh, when they were they were predicting the results and they said, "I mean, it who was going to win and then who won." Uh, this was uh, this was the you, Bihar election, this is the yes. Bihar election. Uh, and and then they suddenly did a U-turn in five minutes and you wrote a piece after that and you just took them to the cleaners.
4: We took them to the cleaners too.
1: Uh, yeah, but I I remember that on clothesline, correct. Uh, so, are you invited on panels there?
3: You know, I have to say that <laughs> uh, that I uh, I uh, I haven't been to a panel discussion in four years. Why? Uh, it, it didn't seem useful uh, because, well, I, I had uh, I had this epiphany when, I think I, it was on uh, Nidhi Razdan's uh, program where, you know how you go around the table mm. when there's something coming up. And sometimes I think what happens is you're meant to be there for one segment, but you're asked to stay on for the next one, about which you know absolutely nothing. Right. So then you hear uh, them coming around towards you. And such is the momentum of, such is the logic of this, that there was a point where, I had this out-of-body experience mm. where I I could actually hear myself from a great height talking nonsense about something I didn't <laughs> <not> know. <to. laughs> so I thought this is not a useful use of anyone's time, you know. So uh, so I stopped. But no, I think NDTV
1: is perfectly you're relaxed on all, all, all panels. Yes, I haven't We're been We're thrilled on you're here. We are flattered actually. It happened no. to me
4: once. You know, I went on a panel on a subject that I knew a lot about. I think it's something to do with the and media. The yeah, and I write there. say, we've changed the subject. I said I don't know hell about this. I have. It's to said, say look, That, uh, <laughs> uh,
3: that uh, NDTV responded to my column with, with, you know, with great grace and courtesy. Right. I write occasionally for their website, mm-hmm. and uh, I, you know, uh, it's still a forum that's open to me.
1: Um, so no, there's been no uh, no pushback from there. I, I will say that both about actually Z Sudhir, uh, you know, much as I've criticised him in in a piece I've written and Madhu, you have as well. No, Z I, haven't, I haven't. criticised him. Okay, you haven't. Uh, I have, and other pieces on newsland we have. No matter how much you criticise Sudhir and Z uh, or trash them or NDTV, they always get back with an answer. They they do not close communication, and I think that's fantastic. And um, yeah so but talking of z piece. i
0: would like to bring you know one interesting aspect of you know uh, uh, anisha wrote a wonderful piece on this z reporter resigning mm. uh, and then a piece came out in op india that had the other side so i want to put this you know as as a as a theme on journalism so for example what the other piece said was that it it was not disclosed by media in general i mean what they went to town was that look z has been openly Pro-Modi in this thing, and this reporter said I can't take it anymore, and I give in my papers. Uh, but his background was that he is virulently anti-Modi and he is rapidly pro afzal So I just want to say journalistically, is it a good decision to have included that in a report or not? But is it I just true? Want your is it true his, his, that he's pro his, his Facebook posts. Uh, say, that say that he's yes. pro Yeah, You've seen them?
3: Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, because, uh, you know... Uh, now, there, this, this is
0: what I mean. You see, nobody else has seen them because nobody has read that article. That So, it's just... A, I read the article. Journalistically. I read
4: like, the article, you know? but I wasn't certain whether it was true. Yeah. Because I, I've read a lot of stuff where people are just saying things about each other without evidence.
1: So, I mean, I, whether it's relevant or not is, again, it's not a black and white. I think it's a grey area. The fact that he resigned and this is what... He said he resigned on and what is Sudhir's view is for me a journalistically complete story. How much of further deep dive you want to do is anyone's guess. And like Madhu said, would I go in that? I consider, you know, that Open India, the new media crooks. So, honestly, I, you know, if it came on, let's say, Swaraj or even Neeti Central back then, I would, I think it's just a bunch of guys, just like the the quality of the articles there is not something I would. Niku, it doesn't
0: matter where the facts are. Posted, of course, right? it matters with the facts,
1: oh. sir. You see the Facebook post of this no, guy. No, sure. What I'm saying and is, and then like, you see,
0: look, this is not open. No, this but the reason, sure, but what Anna, I'm saying, is the reason the platform why he Facebook. said,
4: platform matters. Like the, like the reason he gave something. for his resignation was that he was asked to concoct footage right. it's and to put things which didn't belong there so from other places. Who said this? Who's opinion is this? The guy who resigned,
0: there? right? So we are taking his word as gospel truth.
4: No, no one's taking See again that's the thing journalistically no, no one's word I'm saying, saying
1: that's not saying that, the I'm not saying, saying that's word.
4: gospel truth I'm saying she's that's, saying that's, that's the he reason said. he that's gave That's what he said That's and the reason reason he gave you don't have to accept it you don't have to accept it, yeah. and, you to accept it. and you asked Sudhir yeah. Sudhir could have
1: said x y z journalistically And we did ask him You asked Sudhir in fact you asked the uh, anchor of the show also the anchor of the show didn't want to respond what I'm saying is everyone has been given a chance to respond so to say that this is, no, what I find, I, is I really, so you know, i incomplete is not. I'm just
4: saying, I'm just throwing this out. But up. it's okay yeah. for Op India to put it out because it, the more... Absolutely.
0: It is a question because I have seen it in a lot of cases where, uh, you know, uh, 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 a piece of news comes up and people immediately dig up the background of the person. It ha- it's very common and, you know, all newspapers and organizations do it the world over. Okay, what this guy was, you know, his opinion, what his opinion is or was, and without relating to it, without
1: saying that, you know, this, these two things are connected. So it can happen, it cannot happen. What I'm saying is that also happens, but that also does not happen. It is not a mathematical truism that universally this is what is always followed, it's not always followed. Right. Uh, so the next
0: question is that once you know, I'm sorry, Makul no, 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 just no, to no I had
1: nothing to say no, to. So Are once we, I, a person knows, in? oh yeah, let us. let me just
4: finish this one question.
0: Okay, which is that once you've read the report that says that this person resigned and he said that I was being asked to do this, I resigned, and you've read another report that said this guy was actually traditionally virulently anti-Modi, rabidly pro-observe whatever. What is your op- the reader's opinion now? That's what I want to know.
1: Well.
3: I I would have to say uh, uh, it depends upon how far his Facebook posts bear out virulently and and rabidly because, you know, these are not uh, necessarily objective assessments. Mm -hmm. These are also opinions. So uh, uh, I'm sure there are many circumstances. Capital letters, exclamation marks. uh, I think it would be perfectly reasonable for someone uh, who reads my journalism at the end of six months to say that this guy is rabidly uh, anti-Modi. And it's true, I'm hostile to uh, uh, to Mr. Modi's uh, political uh, uh, ideology. But uh, I would, you know, I would make a decent fist of defending myself and say, uh, if someone said I was rabidly anti-Modi, it would be that I was incoherently and m- dementedly anti-Modi, as a rabid dog would be. No, that, so I, I mean, I think rabid yes, is, is. When was the last time you
0: <laughs> used caps caps lock and exclamation <laughs> marks, Mukul? No. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> rabid is a.
1: And on this, uh, I think Manisha wants to say something because she did that story. Manisha just yes, said something? Yes. In fact, I wanted to know Manisha's views.
0: Yeah, so I just want to make a quick point. Anand, this is not about left or right, whether Z is right wing or whether this guy is left wing. This is about professionalism and allegations pertaining to professionalism that this guy made. That I was asked to write something that wasn't there in the video. I was asked to write Pakistan Zindabad, whereas the guys there were saying Bharatiya Kod Zindabad. So these were pre- presented as allegations. And we had Sudhir countering these allegations. So we have to look beyond left, right. This is about a certain amount of professionalism that comes with being a journalist. Mm. You can't, now Madhu can be right wing, left wing, Abhinandan can be right wing, left wing. But he can't tell me to do things which aren't correct or which are fabricated. These are very big questions for journalism. And if that starts happening, if owners, which editors. I don't think that was the question. No, that is exactly. If you that read the piece, the, how, but no, the piece is, this is about this guy I'll designing.
1: You, I watched a film called Spotlight about the biggest scandal, you know, in the early 2000s when Boston Globe broke the scandal of how there was an institutional protection of priests who were abusing children. The man who broke the story, or the man who was the source of the journalist, and they sat and had this discussion, and Manish and I discussed it the next day. They discussed, you know, this guy's a bit teda, he's like this, he's paranoid, he accuses everyone. It's equivalent to saying this woman is loose, but that one time she may have been raped. It doesn't matter. So, saying that Iska background is to dekho. What she said his professionally, he was asked to do something that was untrue. You might want to go in and discredit his background just like you want, might want to go back and discredit a woman who's been raped because she was loose, but that one time she didn 't want to have sex it doesn 't matter what she was before that
3: and i think the uh, I think the problem with the argument from bad faith is that you draw connections that you can 't actually demonstrate you know if you If you say this was a loose woman and this is why this happened to her or or if you say that this guy has a record of being Uh, an Afzal-loving, Modi-hating journalist, and therefore he's acting in bad faith when he writes this. You know, a charge of bad faith is one that comes instinctively. It comes instinctively to me. I mean, all of us want to know who the guy is who's saying this. Uh, And it is, in a sense, colour. It's sort of colour journalism. But the truth of what he's saying can't only be contingent of on where he's coming from.
0: of course not. That's why I posed it as a question. And my rider was, let me ask a question journalistically, right? right? So, for example, you know, you took the example, rather egregious example of a woman being raped. But I would say, for example, let's take Omar Khalid. Now, he is a reporter, let's say, with Z. Okay. Now, we know his views against, I mean, on Modi, on Afzal Guru, right? Omar Khalid is a JNU student. Now, tomorrow, let us say Omar Khalid puts in his papers, and he says that i was asked to do this you would taking... uh no
4: i'm you're asking mark college is not a
1: journalist i would not i would one put, one i would not a journalist
4: can he he can no, one second anand the issue is not the background the issue is as a journalist you're asked to do something that is unethical yes he's, he's asked to do something which does not exist in the actual footage as manisha said yes it doesn't matter if if, if it was if it was a chance, you keep saying If so it a BJP, he given a chance to saying it's not true. Right? If it, so it was a BJP said, rally,
0: just I uh, uh, mean he's no, leaving and it's not you it's
1: know, normal. Anand, yeah. who it was a, a BJP but, but he rally. Didn't, he
4: didn't take on the specific allegation. If it was a BJP or an RSS rally, and a reporter is told to put in slogans which were not actually said there, that is the same thing. It's can I, unethical. Can I? So which reporter would accept it and carry on working? A very desperate one who has to put bread on the table at home.
3: Anand, uh, since you. Since you uh, spoke of Umar Khalid, uh, let me say that recently uh, I heard a comment made, I wish I could place it in my mind, but uh, a comment made about Umar uh, Khalid which said something to the effect that uh, you know X's father was a school teacher and the sanskar therefore that he gave his son were good. And if in the case of Umar Khalid you have the father you do, Simi this is background. This, this is who you're yeah. likely to be.
1: And we have actually God of seen... Savant of tremendous wisdom tweeted this. Whoever, who is God of Savant? He is a very wise young
3: <laughs>
4: <youngest>. <laughs> So He works uh, in uh, India today. So China. what is,
3: uh, you know, what's interesting here is, look, there are no, you don't need a fancy word for this. Uh, this is just a smear. Effectively, you have a circumstance where the fact that his dad is...
4: Uh, In 1985?
3: Is one of the founders of Simi. That he's completely above board. There are no charges against him. He runs a broadly Islamist uh, organization called the Welfare Party. And I suspect one of the great, uh, 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 you know, despairs of his life is that his son has become... uh, uh, An atheist. An ultra-radical atheist. Just to hear something like this said, uh, you know, testifies to the complete degeneration... ...of this uh, journalistic discourse.
0: No, but Mukul, I said so. I said so myself. That, you know, if you are stating this as a fact... ...and I think it was Aditya Raj Kool who who put this out, in fact, first. I said, uh, you know, no insinuation whatsoever should be made. The son is in no way responsible for, you know, his father's... ...whatever, doing Absolutely. the work or whatever. Otherwise, Absolutely. as I said, uh, you know, we'll all be calling Australians as convicts. But, you know, let that be. The, the point is if we are dealing with just facts, you see out here what you say, smear campaign, absolutely right because you are alleged, you are insinuating something. That his father was something and you're insinuating that the son is this. In this case, we're not insinuating.
1: We're laying out two facts. Yeah, but well, we've already been through this whole thing. Yeah. Okay. So there's, so, a, uh, difference. there's so, a difference in the two so, examples. Uh, uh, so let's just close this. Uh, quickly, does anyone... Sorry, Biraj, the last bit you didn't really get involved but you're the price of being in Bihar.
2: <laughs> but can I just make, make small a closing point statement. that while all this discussion around Z News and counterclaims by Z about this uh, journalist resignation is being discussed, let's not forget that Sudhir Chaudhary, the Ramnath Goenka awardee, was also caught on camera trying to um, blackmail Mr. Jindal. So, where does that put? journalism, if we go back into credentialism and past action and start vilifying uh, fact-checked stories, then I think the first victim would be Sudhir Chaudhary himself and yeah, his and, counterclaims. And
0: that is a very good example because whenever people talk of Sudhir Chaudhary, they take this example. Now I ask you, the present action of Sudhir Chaudhary... Anand,
2: you you said two episodes ago that you would not trust anything, you would have. Serious skepticism about Sushma Swaraj, in spite of MEA doing fantastic job because of Lalit Modi issue. You would have serious skepticism about uh, Nitin Gadkari because of the Purti issue. And I would imagine you would have serious skepticism about Mr. Chaudhary and his counterclaims
1: and defence also. And what makes you think I don't? So then we all agreed. We're all yes, we are <laughs> so agreed. So then, thanks, and Viraj. course yes, I'm, I'm paying attention
2: to being in the poorest state of India as <laughs> <laughs> for the latest. Uh, economic survey uh, sitting in Patna. And we Not look forward to having time. you
1: back in Delhi to tell us stories of adventure from Stay safe, Biraj. Begu Sarai. Bye, Biraj. By the
2: way, on that one, on the Begu Sarai, before you just hang up, Before, can I just say that actually Kanheya's mother seems to have a good reputation of being a good Anganwadi worker from the ICDS system. I'm all all right. talking about the professionalism of being a, 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 being a worker in the largest program of the country, which is... Yeah, but that doesn't mean my anything. My
1: mother has a reputation of being one of the finest teachers Dehradun produced. Look, no, what, look no, at me.
4: The is, uh, <laughs> no, the, uh, yes, I think Naira's yes. mother, um, <coughs> when she spoke on camera, I found was extremely articulate, mm. eloquent, and she really got her point across. Too, she gave a message to Narendra Modi. I think it was wonderfully put.
1: Maybe you can put the clip of that at the end. Yeah. Thanks,
4: Biraj and if
1: there's anything anyone wants to share uh, that our listeners would uh, add value to their lives with that was in the news last week please feel free to share or we can leave yes, our viewers with a song I remember
0: one I think that song maybe you can add in there is this uh, so I was talking about how hypnotic this thing is hmm. and god knows why people I mean anybody who hears that would you know convert to communism straight away but someone's made a rap out of this yes Manisha you sent heard that, that that
1: with, is brilliant with oh. a title why the left is cool <laughs> Mr. Case Mukul anything you think our readers must read that will enrich their lives well nothing that occurs to me right away so I'll pass that one Madhu
4: Mm, I I read a lot this last week okay so I would just like
1: to suggest um, a podcast uh, to our listeners go to brainpickings.org okay check out brainpickings.org that Madhu says has some fantastic stuff but there's a nice podcast on the paparazzi on Radio Lab. I think it's really interesting. That sounds nice. Uh, so it's... it's um, and it, it also, you know, uh, kind of is about the media. So I think our listeners will enjoy that. And
0: if we can get away from politics. Mm-hmm. And love. This lovely piece that appeared in Huffington Post on gravitational waves right. by uh, Karan Jali. He is one of the scientists who discovered it. So please read that. Piece.
4: Oh, and one thing. I, I want to put in a vote for... Kangana uh, for th- this ad for uh, some grocery.com. I've
3: <laughs> seen that one, yes. I
4: think she is so funny, so brilliant, so generous with her comedy and willing to make an ass of herself. Didn't and I think that care. is true deliberation. That a woman is willing to just be an idiot uh, and, and, and just be funny. I think she's one of our most talented actresses because she has that element of... Of complete liberation so on that note we will leave you with a song
1: that is picturized on kangana thank you all for joining us thank you mukul it's a thank pleasure you. having you we we're very really flattered here. you came
0: thank you uh well let the listeners check it out let's surprise them
4: All new episodes of
3: NL Hafta on newsronary.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook.